When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Over the line, or throws it, he's in. A backhander to save by Tony Esposito. Stan Mikita was a, a small guy, very cocky in those days. A right hand by Magnuson, and he puts that guy down. Magnuson trying to tear his hair out. NBC Chicago's James Naveau. Six seventy, the scores, hockey guy Jay Zawaski. Hawks win, Hawks win again. Chris Jelios in overtime. Part of Blue Wire Podcasts. Game off the boards, he shoots, he's going down to the tape. A game-winning goal. The Hawks live to fight another day. Falling back, circle of drives, get it from The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Chicago's going to be in last place forever. Triple Threat Sports, Fry the Coop, and by the Cincinnati Group. Let's drop the puck. Welcome into this special edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Happy Sunday. It's Jay Zawaski here. Solo, James Naveau grinding away as he always does at work, but we felt like doing a special episode today with the news. It's official. Mark Andre Fleury will play. For the Chicago Blackhawks next season. That was the big question from the moment the trade was consumed until today, Sunday, August 1st. We sort of were stuck in suspense. Was Fleury going to retire? Was he going to want to trade? What was going to happen? Well, Mark andre Fleury is a Chicago Blackhawk. And if you don't believe me, let's hear it from the man himself. This is a video the Blackhawks posted on their Twitter page at NHL Blackhawks. Mark andre Fleury standing outside of a private jet on some sort of runway. Clearly, the Hawks pulled out all the stops to convince Fleury to play. Here's Marc-Andre Fleury's really quick message to Blackhawks fans. Hey, Chicago, it's Mark. So let me know I'm in. Let's get to work. There you go. That's it. Very quick. He's a man of few words. But Marc-Andre Fleury is in for the Blackhawks, and that's excellent news. Excellent news, because when we saw that news break, and then moments later, Bob McKenzie and Elliot Friedman, among others, say there's been some whispers that if Fleury got traded, he would just retire. He wanted some assurances from the Hawks, and he got them. We're going to get to that in a second. First, I want to tell you how to follow us. We're on Twitter at MadhousePod, Instagram, Madhouse underscore pod. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash MadhouseHockeyCHI. Make sure you check out our Tee Public shop. 
That's uh, all in the link in our bio. That link tree will take you right there. Make sure you use that link to buy too because it helps us out. Even if you're shopping on TeePublic for something else, using our link helps us out. So pro tip, if you're looking for something at TeePublic, just click our link anyway because it's beneficial to James and I. So what made Marc-Andre Fleury change his mind? That's the big question. And the Athletic did a tremendous job reporting on this story all weekend. Scott Powers and Rob Rossi and Mark Lazarus and everybody uh, sort of contributing on this. Flurry wanted some assurances that he wasn't going to get traded midseason. If he's going to move his family again from Vegas to Chicago for the season, he doesn't want to be a trade deadline piece. And I get that. And to me, as a Hawks fan, even if they fall out of it, even if they are a team that is once again sellers at the deadline, I'm I'm okay with that, right? If that's what Marc-Andre Fleury needs to give the Hawks 50-some starts this year, if that's the vote of confidence he needs, then give it to him. I say give it to him because, look, if you're going to make a push for the playoffs, it's going to be a lot easier to do with Marc-Andre Fleury in the fold. And if you haven't really been paying attention to what's been going on with Marc-Andre Fleury uh, you know, cause I know a lot of, a lot of Hawks fans are just Blackhawks fans. I get that, right? Like a lot of people are that way in a lot of sports too, where they keep up with their team. They watch their team play every game. And then, you know, they see other teams when they come into town and they sort of catch up on things. Marc-Andre Fleury, 36 years old. And you may say to yourself, wow, that's kind of old for a goaltender. Well, Marc-Andre Fleury is coming off the best season of his career. Granted it was 36 games a shortened season, but he had a sub two goals against average, 1.98 goals against average, a 0.928 save percentage. And, you know, goals against can be tricky because you're dealing with a really, really strong defensive team in the Vegas Golden Knights. The Hawks are not that even with the addition of Seth Jones, even, even with the addition of Jake McCabe and Caleb Jones and all the upgrades they made on the blue line, they're nowhere close to what Vegas provides defensively. But you look at that save percentage, 0.928. That is outstanding. That is also a career high for Marc-Andre Fleury. So he immediately comes in and makes the Blackhawks a much better, a much more competitive team. We've said since the season ended that the Hawks liked what they saw from Kevin Lankinen, but weren't totally convinced that he was an everyday, you know, number one NHL goalie all the time. And I sort of agree with that. I think that in an ideal world, Kevin Lankinen is an outstanding backup. That's what he'll get to be this season behind Marc-Andre Fleury. And I don't know about you guys, but ever since this happened, it's like, oh my God, massive excitement. The Hawks traded for Fleury. We got whispers a couple weeks ago from Mar from Scott Powers saying, hey, by the way, after they traded Duncan Keith, it was in the little notes of that story. Oh, by the way, the Hawks have been sniffing around Marc-Andre Fleury. And then it happened. So there's this immediate like, oh, my God. And they got him for nothing. Right? Nothing. They gave him nothing for him. Or Michael Hekarainen, who is somehow still the Hawks property. I don't know. It's weird. But it was basically nothing. And then so you go from that euphoria of, holy cow, the Hawks just traded for one of the best goalies ever, coming off the best season of his career. On top of all these moves we think are coming, right? And then moments later, that doubt is injected. And it's, well, you know, he might just opt not to play. And with the 
bad news the Hawks have had, and it's still really bad. And I promise you, James and I are not going to let the Brad Aldrich stuff slip away with our joy about what's happening on the ice because it can't. It's horrible news. We're going to stick with it, I promise. But to have that immediate euphoria tampered right away by those rumors, and then if you're like me, just constantly refreshing Twitter (laughs) for like a week. Like, okay, okay, is there flurry news, flurry news, flurry news, flurry news? I would wake up in the middle of the night thinking, like, maybe someone got a tip at midnight Eastern or something, and I missed it, and I need to refresh. I got to check. Now we've got the answer. Marc-Andre Fleury is in, and now we can really start to take a look ahead at what it means for the Blackhawks down the road. One of the great uh, analytics sites I follow on Twitter, it's Fresh Hockey, um, and it, they do a really great job of uh, – you know, fancy stats, those sort of things. You want to follow him on Twitter at JFreshHockey. He has a point standings estimate um, based on the war, wins above replacement, of the rosters. And here's how he sees the Central Division going. Now, the question is, and I don't know the answer to this, does he have Vladimir Tarasenko considered in St. Louis's plans because he is technically still on the roster. So here's how he sees the central shaking out Colorado with 119 points. Hard to argue St. Louis with hundred Winnipeg, 97 Minnesota, 97. So there's your four playoff teams. And then the Hawks with 93. So right on the outside looking in now that might not excite you, right? But what he's telling you is the Hawks are a team that they're a little bit to contend with now. And if you get some growth from Kirby Doc, right, and you think this would be the year where Kirby Doc starts to make a more prominent impact on the day-to-day efforts of the Blackhawks, this is the time for him to start being an offensive contributor. 40 points should be definitely in the conversation, maybe 50. That's about where Kirby Doc needs to start aiming those numbers, right? He was the number three overall pick three years ago. That impact start needs to start happening. Now he's got a full training camp, so that's good. He's got uh, he's going to have better line mates, so that's good. So Doc takes a step up. Alex DeBrinkett maintains the level of play he had last year where he was maybe the best Blackhawk. You can make that argument, and on a team with Patrick Kane, that's saying something. You don't want a big slip-off from Patrick Kane. He was dealing with an injury last season. And still was very, very productive. So if he can come back and produce like he did or even better, great. Jonathan Taves is back. If he's back for the whole season remains to be seen. But if you were on Instagram Saturday night, a lot of Blackhawks were posting pictures from Alex DeBrinkett's wedding. Jonathan Taves was having a good old time. <laughs> he was he was definitely out. He was definitely active. He was definitely uh, partaking in the party. Let's just put it that way. So if you want to look at Adam Boquist's Twitter, or I'm not Twitter, sorry, Instagram, or Brandon Hagel's Instagram, or Alex DeBrinkett, you'll see some photos from that wedding. Uh, Jonathan Taves getting after it. Dylan Strom has a far-off look in his eyes. And uh, Drake Kajula is shirtless and toothless. So it looks like a fun time was had at Alex DeBrinkett's wedding. So you can't like glean too much. Like, wow, Jonathan Taves was having fun at a wedding. That means he's totally back. We don't know that. But it's definitely a good sign that Jonathan Taves is out and having a good time again. So that's a good thing. So if Taves is back to 80% of what we usually expect, okay? So, so far, what is that? Uh, We've got Doc. 
We've got Kane. We've got Debrinkin Taves. That's four ifs. You're going to need to jump from a kid like Kurashev or, you know, Lucas Reichel jumping into the lineup and becoming an impactful player, right? You need Adam Gaudet to be something. You need Borgstrom to be something. But if some of these ifs can come true, then I really do think the Hawks could be a playoff team. I'm not sold in, by the St. Louis Blues by any means, especially without Tarasenko. There's no way they're getting market value for Tarasenko. They almost have to trade him, right? Like, they don't really have a choice. He wants out. He's pissed. He doesn't want to be there. So they're not just going to hold on to him. So I don't know. A lot of people are really high on the wild right now. They made some nice moves this offseason, but nothing earth-shattering. I don't know. I think the Hawks are definitely going to contend for a playoff spot. The only thing that brings me concern about the Chicago Blackhawks is their coaching situation. And maybe Stan Bowman has done enough in acquiring talent to protect against his coach. That's an option. Also, maybe this puts a little bit of fire underneath the seat of Jeremy Colleton because he's had excuse after excuse after excuse for himself with injuries and guys missing seasons and shortened seasons and COVID seasons. They add all these players. Marc-Andre Fleury, Seth Jones, Tyler Johnson, Jake McCabe, and really have lost nothing, right? Yeah, you lost Pia Suter to free agency. That one hurts a little bit, but you feel like there are pieces that can step up and replace that production. You didn't lose a ton, and you added a lot. If that doesn't put pressure on Jeremy Cowden to win now and to compete now and it's not like oh they had a nice game against a good team no 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 i'm talking about getting some wins two points regulation wins over good teams if that doesn't put pressure on jeremy Cowton, all these additions i don't know what will and that is very frustrating and while i think most people would agree that sam bowman did a pretty good job in terms of adding talent this summer he's another guy who seems kind of teflon like whatever happens, he's protected. So we'll see. All these big moves have been made. It looks like the roster is pretty close to finalize. I'm still not sure if Calvin DeHaan will be here when the season begins or not. There were trade rumors about him on the first day of free agency, but maybe those sort of dried up a little bit when the Hawks saw, okay, we're able to move this and that, get Seabrook out, whatever. So we've got a little more flexibility. And I think if you saw it, uh, Mark Andre, Mark Andre Fleury, Mark Lazarus had a tweet uh, on the 28th of July outlining the Hawks lineup that's under the cap and it works as currently constructed. Even with Mark Andre Fleury, they can have a team under the cap. So they're where they need to be right now, whether or not they tweak, whether or not they move out to Han, I don't know, but look, you're talking about now you're trying to compete. Maybe they're better off keeping Calvin to And if some kid has a great start in Rockford, be it Ian Mitchell or Wyatt Kelnick or Nicholas Bodan or whoever. One of those guys, by the way, is going to start in Chicago. Probably Kelnick, I would think. If one of those guys is, you can no longer keep them down, then midseason you consider moving Calvin DeHaan. But for now, I'm hanging on to him. I'm keeping him on the roster until I know for sure that I've got kids ready to go, 
without really floundering on the job. Last year was different. Last year, the Hawks were not trying to win. You bring in Marc-Andre Fleury, you bring in Seth Jones, you bring in Tyler Johnson and Jake McCabe, that means you're trying to win. So hold on to the veterans, in my opinion. Now, look, if they trade them and they get a second-round pick or a third-round pick or whatever, I'm not going to be mad. I get it. But I think in a perfect world, you keep Calvin DeHaan around for the start of the season. Let those guys like Mitchell and Bodan, who clearly needed a little more seasoning in the minors, uh, let them get that. Let them play top minutes, power play, penalty kill, everything. And then when you know they're ready, you're able to bring them up without any pressure to do so. Because you've still got Riley Stillman, you've got Bodan, uh, you've got uh, Kelnick, and you've got DeHaan. So you've got some protection for those kids. They don't have to be rushed. So anyway, I appreciate everybody tuning in to this very special edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Stan Bowman and Marc-Andre Fleury will meet the media on Monday. So look for James and I to have a full podcast Monday night, maybe Tuesday, depending on schedules, depending on what's going on. But uh, we'll be back with a full episode soon. But we want to make sure we got this episode out in light of today's big news. Marc-Andre Fleury will play for the Chicago Blackhawks next season. That's good news, Hawks fans. You should be very excited. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Hey, Chicago, it's Mark. So I'll let you know I'm in. Let's get to work. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast was brought to you by Fry the Coop, Triple Threat Sports, and by the Sinsin Law Group. I'm Amira Rose Davis, historian and co-host of the sports podcast, Burn It All Down. And now I'm hosting the new season of American Prodigy, all about Black girls in gymnastics. For the last 40 years, Black gymnasts have moved from the margins to the core of the sport and changed gymnastics along the way. Now, they tell their stories. You'll meet trailblazers like Diane Durham, superstars like Jordan Childs, and everyone in between. Listen to American Prodigies on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.